Good morning, everyone. My name is Mateo Seitai. Uh, I am Albanian, but I used to live in Ukraine for quite a while. My wife is Ukrainian, and uh, her name is Anastasia. I'm married, and I'm blessed, and I have two kids. Amen. You can see me. I look young. I'm still young, but I have two kids. So uh, I'm honored today to speak, and uh, thank you, Tony, for giving me a chance to share with you the message today. I will speak about Jacob, and uh, it's a chapter, it's a passage in a chapter in the Bible that speaks about a wrestling match. I don't know if Tony thought that I am a good wrestler, but I'm not. <laughs> I just want to be honest with you, I'm not a good wrestler, and, uh, but I've been having my battles physically and spiritually uh, in this journey as a Christian. And... Uh, but this wrestling match, it's a very interesting story that may tell us a lot of things about our physical life, but as well as our most important thing as a spiritual life. I never had a wrestler like to be my motivator or to be somebody, but uh, like, because you, you see different figures that may inspire you and may, may, may push you just to, to get better. But I didn't have that. Um, my, my biggest figure that really inspired me before I knew God was my father. And uh, I will share with that a little bit later. I'm sorry, I'm not good in this technology. So, uh, My message will be in two parts. Uh, first will be about struggle, and the other one will be struggling with God. Uh, we as people like to talk about struggles because it's something that we go in our life every day. Yeah. It may be a boundary is connected to us emotionally, but also as well physically, because, and that's why we like to talk about struggle. And uh, I believe Jacob was going on the same thing. And uh, Tony shared about Jacob when he started the first series because about the blessings and about the giving birth. Like, the, 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 like he, he wasn't the first child. But still God somehow chose him and blessed him. And uh, Jacob is the figure, the only figure that we have a full documentary of his life from the beginning till the end. And uh, we, can, we can learn about him. I just want to go to the our main, so I was trying to figure it out what it means, the struggle. The struggle is, means you try very hard to do, to achieve, to deal with something that is difficult, that may cause you problems. This is the meaning of the struggles, what the scholarships think about. And uh, I just want to go to our first passage. So as I said, that the, our main text today will be from Genesis 32. And it will be from 22 till 32. And uh, let's read together. And we, we catch it up where Tony left it, and we, we go with uh, verses 22 to 24. At that night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford to, of the Yaakov. And after he had sent the, uh, them across the stream, he had sent over all his 
possession. So Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him till the daybreak. A wrestling match, it's only six minutes. I don't know how Jacob made it and that he could wrestle for all the, till the daybreak, for all the night. We as people wrestle in our life with different things. We wrestle with diseases, injuries, fire floods, or with men with a society that lives not as we live. I will be honest with you. I'm not happy with the commercialism where the world is going. It's a trash. Everything what is proclaimed there, it doesn't have anything connected what God have put it to the Bible. Anything what you see in commercialism is like you can do more, you can have more, 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 and more. How much more? It's an emotional stress that put to us as people like an emotional struggle that where are we going? And uh, I can relate to this when Jacob was left alone. My father died when I was six years old. And uh, I wrestled. So Jacob here, just to give a little bit of background history, is going to, like, to meet his biggest struggle. His biggest struggle was to meet with Esau, his brother, because he deceived him. Yeah. He took his right birth, and he took his blessing, and now this broken relationship became his biggest struggle. And now Jacob sent his old possession and all of his servants, again, to be trickery. He wanted to impress Esau and to say that, hey, I want to make this relationship right now, but I broke it before. And he was feeling alone. He was, he was feeling distressed. He was feeling like, what I will do? Because he knew that Esau is coming with his 400 men. And on his mind was that I will be killed in the next day. And he was feeling alone. As I told, again, to continue my story, my biggest struggle, and I can relate with this, that made the mark in my life was the death, death of my father. My father died when I was six years old. He was a military man. Uh, in Albania have been so many wars, but uh, in 97, it was a civil war. And my father went to, put, to protect the government, and then he died. For me, he was the biggest image. I wanted to follow him. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be even the military service. And when I went to apply for it, my mom said, no, you will not go. And I wanted to be like my father. I grew up with a feeling that I didn't have my father close to me. It made me feel alone as Jacob. It made me feel I'm worthless because I don't have my father with me. It made me feel that life is not right. Because if life was right and God was there, 
I would have my father, and he could raise me up, and I could be the man that he wanted me to be. But I didn't understand brothers and sisters on that moment. And I was going through my struggle. And I'm thankful for that if I go back. I'm not thankful that my father died again, but I'm thankful for what happened because that was the biggest struggle in my life that raised me up. I don't know what was your biggest struggle, but I believe every one of you have a similar story. But I just want to say that God is working, is working on your life. And it's a process. It's not something, a stumbling block, that you can just stay there and to not move on. A struggle is a process. And God still loves you, and God is working with you. As he, still, as he did with Jacob. And you will see that his name will read, changed, and everything changed, and he made an incredible transformation for all history that also come to us today. And uh, it took me 14 years to understand why my father died. And when I was 20 years old, somebody invited me at the church. And some of the times, I've been stubborn. I've been very hard-headed. I wanted to provoke God even to just put myself in the troubles to see that, to prove myself that God is not there. But God was there. And I was wrong. And it took me a journey of struggles of 14 years to come to Christ. And I'm happy today again to share with you. And I'm standing before you. And I believe this God because he is a good father. Yes. He is the God of miracles. Yes. He's the God that changes you, transforms you because he loves you. Amen. With big letters, no small letters. Yes. Nothing we cannot overcome. We can overcome everything. A momentum, struggle is nothing. It's just transformation. So, and when I came to Christ, I understood how much God was loving me and walking with me in any step. Even when I provoked him, like I was closer to death, he still was there, and he was like, I love you, and I chose you. And I believe that every human being, not all of us, or not only we are here today, but everyone, God had put it onto a struggle that it's big, it seems to them big because it touches them emotionally, physically, psychologically. In any sense, it's big, but God is calling them. That's why it's a struggle. And I want to ask you today, what's your struggle? Is your struggle bigger than God or your God is bigger than your struggle? Just think about that. And when you take your personal time don't take it as a distress, but take it as a time of thankfulness. Amen. Because a struggle, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We as a human being are afraid of pain. But pain is nothing. You know why? Because if you're with God, you, have, you already made it you will be with God when you die. 
Every pain is temporary. Everything, it goes. But please, I really want to encourage you. If you're going through a struggle, don't feel alone. And God is working with you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's go to the other part. Are you tired? Every good? Everyone is good? <laughs> uh, this was one of the scriptures that always holded me and kept me on my faith. Because God, our God is such an amazing God that makes incredible promises. And in Joshua first chapter, the verse 5, it says, No one will be able to stand against you all of your days of your life. As I, I was with Moses, and so I will be with you. I will never leave you, or I never forsake you. Amen. God never leaves you. Amen. God never forsake, forsakes you. In deep, doesn't matter the situation where we are in. And uh, I'm encouraged, besides of my struggles, besides of my childhood, that I was without my father because I found my heavenly father. My physical father will never be with me in every moment, in every, in every step of my life, in every situation. But our heavenly father is with us all the time. And you are in the center of his attention. The fact that you are sitting in this chair, this is a holy place. Because if you are participating, singing, worshiping God, is the place that you enter on the holiness of God. When you enter in the holiness of God, you have all the attention of God. And God made you a promise, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. But we as people think more about pain and struggle than God. And I want to encourage you today, don't think about your struggle too much. Just think how amazing you God belong to. I want to share this with you. Every, every weekend, my daughter comes to me and is it's like, Daddy, what's the day today? And it's like, Friday. Oh, in two days we'll go to church. Oh, on Sunday we'll go to the church. And you cannot believe. But every time I get that question, I start crying. <laughs> because it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I myself, I couldn't do that. I'm happy that God put me through many struggles and put me on the right place in the right moment and somebody invite me to the church. You are honored. I'm honored. Besides of your struggles, to be with God. Because you are building yourself, your character, and your being, and your family in God. Struggle will be part of your life always. But God will be with you as well always. Amen? Amen. Sorry for being emotional, but uh, I'm very... We started the service very in an emotional way. And uh, I never, I didn't been like this before. God had been working with my heart 
I was a man that I never cried. I was a man that I was thinking I could do anything, but God showed me the different way. To struggle with God, it means to struggle in your prayers and to persevere and to be with God even when you don't have an answer. This means to struggle with God. Because we as people would like to have fast answers. If you prayed, Tony mentioned last time, and I was thinking for that always, that we pray now and we want an answer for a minute. No. An answer doesn't come in a minute because your character is not transformed in a minute. In a minute, you didn't understood for even what you prayed for. God is so amazing that gives you enough time to work with your heart. You may feel that you get a punch, but it's not true. God is helping you to understand where you're standing now. Amen? Amen. Struggle with God. We keep continuing the story, and uh, we see here that, as I said, Jacob is amazing. I don't know. It's a man that has powers that really, I don't know, as a human being could do it for all all the night to fight with the divine nature, the man that was fighting him, but he still did it. Because it's a time of transformation for Jacob, and Jacob needed this time of night fighting to understand where he was and what he was and what God wanted for him to change that he could come to that what he needed to be, that when we see after he, his name changed and he became Israel. When the man saw that he could not overcome, so we read together Genesis 32 from 25 to 32. When the man saw that he could not overcome him, he touched it, the soak of Jacob's hip, so his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is the daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Then the man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with the humans and you have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. Why do you ask, do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. Where's the other part, guys? Last verses? Okay. No. Sorry. I told you guys that I'm not good in technology. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll read it here. Okay. So... And blessed. So, so we continue till the end of the till the verse 32. I'm sorry, so it's not here for somehow. So Jacob called the place. So Jacob called the place uh, Peniel, saying, "It was because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared." Then the sun rose above him, and he passed at Peniel, and he was limited because of his hip. Therefore, to the day. The Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the sock of hip because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near to the tendon. Yeah. 
it's, it's an amazing story. It's an amazing moment because Jacob is realizing he will change forever. And uh, he needed this time of wrestling. Besides it was a physical wrestle, for him it was a spiritual wrestling as well, a transformation because Jacob and his character, he was trickery. Even that besides that God chose him, he didn't realize that he needed to admit to God and follow the plan of God, not to just make shortcuts. Tony shared last time that he made a shortcut, just took his blessing and went to his father and father blessed him, but it wasn't his turn. But somehow he did it. And uh, we see here that Jacob get a mark, so he was cut it on his hip. And we as Christians as well struggle, and we get significant marks spiritually. And we get, we, you get marks and scars from your family. from your brother, from your sister, from your mom, from your dad, from the most closest people. And you get hurt it. Because they are not perfect. We need to understand that. We live with people that are not perfect. And God is using these people that are closer to us to make us be ready for this transformation. Because who else, besides of these family members, besides of the church people, you get, you get hurt in the church as well. Because we're people. We are emotional. We come from different backgrounds, different cultures. What do I understand as an Albanian? Tony doesn't understand because he doesn't know what it means to be an Albanian. And what is good for me, he doesn't know because... I as well doesn't know his culture, what it means to be good for Tony. And when we bond this, we get hurt. Yeah. And this is what happened to Jacob. Jacob got hurt because of his relationship where? On the family. But in this case, it was Jacob who hurt it as or more than he hurt it Jacob. But it doesn't matter. God was showing to him that you as well need to change to make this relationship together and to make this relationship work right. And then it's a moment there. I don't know if really, I, I want to be honest with you, I don't know if really Jacob saw God face to face because if you see God face to face, I believe you can die. You cannot stand in the presence of God. No one. We stand in the presence of God, you know how? Only through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only one. And 
Jacob took the name Israel because he struggled with humans and God. We as Christians struggle with humans, but we struggle with whom? With God. And, but struggling with humans doesn't need to impact much on you than just you take this struggle and put it to God. Don't take it personally. Because if you take it too much personally, you will not be able to see what? God face to face. Because God will be so small in your eyes, you will see bigger your struggle with human beings, then you will see God. But God wants you to be different and to be transformed. God never allows something happen to you in case he wants to transform you, as he did with Jacob. If you don't need something, God doesn't give you. If you really need it, and human beings learn better when they are in the hard situations. Human beings never can learn something when they feel good. They learn always when they are on the big struggle. That's 100%. Do you know why? Because your brain, your emotions, your focus, it's 100% there. Because we have a system where it means system of protection that comes toward us. We want to avoid pain and we want to soft it so like faster that we will not suffer. That's the system of protection. And God made that, but God wants you to have this system. But first of all, to do what? To do the first step and go to God. We as Christians, the life as Christians is not easy, I will tell you. The life as Christian is one of the most hardest life living with. Because you cannot lie. You cannot. Because you cannot trick people. You cannot trick relationships. You need to be right with everybody and you need to be polite and loving as God loves you. It's the most hardest thing. I can admit that. But we have God. And God wants us to transform first whom? Ourselves. The most important person you need to beat all of your life in a good sense beat don't, like, you don't need to punch yourself. I don't know if, sorry if I use it, not in the, like, but beat yourself. It's, it's beat yourself. And admit that you cannot be right 100%. You need God. And Jacob was chosen, but he was afraid. He was feeling alone. He was feeling, he was doubting God. Did really God chose me? Because he asked, he was asking God again, bless me. And we do that the same. Don't tell me no, brothers and sisters. We do. And we tell to God, God, are you there? Are you listening to me? Yeah, is this problem solved now and I'll be okay? No. 
but God wants you to transform your heart, to transform your brain, your mind, in the sense that you could see that God loves you and God is walking with you till the end of your life. And when your life will end, you will be with God. When we say this, it's pretty simple. But in our life, it's difficult. And you know why? Because we involve our emotions. And emotions destroy most of the part of relationships, businesses, and everything that we have around. Because we rush as people. We rush to make a decision. We rush to buy something. We rush to do something. We rush to be on time. We rush to do that. No, you need to take your time and you need to be going and consulting with God. Get your struggle to God. Don't make a fast decision because that's not a decision that God made it. It's you who made it and you'll have the consequence and God doesn't put you on that consequence. It's you, it's me that I put myself on that consequence. And God is saying to you, come and struggle with God me. And when you struggle with God, you will have a victory 100%. Because God knows what you need. And we as Christians have a lot of mechanisms that God has put in our life. First is the Holy Bible. A lot of people try to make books. You understand more and when you go to the scripture you say, oh yes, now I understand this one. We don't say this for cliche that you need just to read your Bible. We need to be closer to the Bible to make better our life. That's that's why God put the Bible. But sometimes we don't spend much time with the Bible because of experience. And experience is good, but sometimes it's bad. Because with the experience, you make mistakes. You think you know something and you go for it. It's not true. We don't know a lot of things. But what we know that we have Bible and we need to go to the Bible. And the other thing, no one in the world can have a chance to every day, every minute, go and meet with God. You can. You can pray to the Lord. And God will listen to you. And God is fully attended to you. But sometimes we don't do that. I don't do that. Because I believe that, oh, if I rush, I'll make that decision, I will fix it, and then I'll say, God, thank you, that was good. Because it convinces me, but I don't know what God thinks. We just need to think first. Do we put God first in our struggle? Or we put ourselves and God is here. Oh yeah, God, you're here, thank you. I know you're there. No, God is the center and we follow him. Are you struggling with God? Are you putting your God first? Are your marks made you stronger and made you to be pushed and go to the relationship with God? Because this is why the marks are made of, even spiritually and physically, to remind you that you belong to God. 
you are a Christian. And we have a, we are not running for, when we are not suffering as others suffer, and we don't grieve as others grieve. In Thessalonians 4.13 it says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to, to be uninformed about those who sleep in the death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Me and you have the great, greatest hope that ever been on the world, been with the Lord. Everybody the thing like the, the, that you see from inside, that, like from outside, that is realized, and that they may have a lot of money, or they may look like they have a good life, but if they don't have the Lord, I'm sorry to say that, but they have no hope. But we, as Christians, we suffer, we suffer, like we struggle, but we struggle with God, and we have hope, and we are with God. And I want to encourage you, again, as a reminder, as, as a brother in Christ, put God first on your struggle. God said on the Bible that I was persecuted, you will be persecuted. God struggled and was Jesus Christ that had the most hardest struggle ever in this world. Dying on the cross, hanging on the cross on that time when the Roman Empire was the most terrific death. And Jesus, God, made this because he wants you to understand you're not alone. And even more, God didn't leave you alone, even socializing with other people. That's why we are in the church. Yep. That's why we are with one another. Because what gift you have, I don't have it. You can help me, I can help you. We build each other and we build the church. We struggle, but we struggle together. Are you sharing your struggles? Are you sharing your emotions? Do you have somebody that feels close to you spiritually that helps you? Because God put you in the church, not just to feel alone, but just to live the Christianity, to live the beauty of this community, to be with God, but being also with one another. Amen. 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 Before I close it, I... I talk too much. Uh, yeah, we have a price, so I just want, I will not read the scripture, but we are running for a price, and our price is to be with God, to be grounded, and to be on our last day with God. And uh, we're going to communion. Okay, here's here. I'll read this scripture because as I was saying, God went to a terrific death. And Hebrews, he says, Hebrews uh, second chapter, verses 17 to 18, for this reason, he had to make like them 
fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service. God, and then my, uh, to God, and that may, he may make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, and he was able, he is able to help those who are being tempted. We're entering now to communion. For us as a Christians, communion is the most important time. It's a time where we, where we stop, we think for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, what he did for us more than 2,000 years ago. That me, my sins can be forgiven, your sins can be forgiven. And then he wasn't the God of just looking at us from above. But he was someone that left everything, left everything. He came in the flesh and the blood to show the way. He struggled. He was tempted. People spitted on him. People who created him, who he created, spitted on him. He was like, and pushed at him and nailed him on the cross and didn't say anything. He was like, just God, like, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Because he knew that after so many times have passed, we gather together here as a community and we carry the name of being a Christian because of Jesus Christ. Yes. So when you take your communion, please be thankful. Yes. Reflect on your struggles, but put God first. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, thank you so much for all of your love, all of your care. Thank you for forgiving our sins. And God, thank you also for the struggles. Thank you for every hard situation we have in our life because we know that you're there. And you will help us because you want us to be transformed. And you want us to be like Christ. And you want us to prepare the way to be with you one day. Please God bless the bread and the wine. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.